Oh, my great good God. Gentlemen, your attention, please. I am detecting a gigantic amphibious life form. It's 80 meters long, and it's heading this way. Oh, good gravy, it's on my shoe. It's a, a small frog. Just get off. Just get off there. Just get out of it. Get out of it. Stupid machine. Oh, wait a minute. This isn't the monsterometer. It's the frog exaggerator. We're the laughing stock of the town. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we are here to review Monty Can't Buy Me Love. I was trying to say it in the, the way the Beatles say it, yeah. Yeah. I'm such an idiot. You didn't realise what it was? I'd, I'd had that camp on. Um, oh, you just have to wait. I say love don't come easy. I know the song you're trying to can't, sing. Can't Buy Me Love. So like, this whole time I'm like, Monty, it's just crowbar yeah. in there. This doesn't work. I never thought of the Beatles. What an idiot. Yeah, well, the last episode had the Can't Buy Me Love song, which is why I guess they just had that on the mind. Yeah, possibly. Was it the last episode? The Olympic one? Was it? Was it? It was yeah, recently, um, anyway. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was last week because we had Guy on board. Yeah. And that was shenanigans galore. But yeah, that's probably why I don't remember it. We didn't talk about the episode. <laughs> we had a lot of people saying, talk about the Simpsons. Well, we had which three I can four. completely understand. Yeah, yeah. I do understand. Which was the majo- majority track. of the people commenting, yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but by the same token, look, it's one for you, one for us. Every yeah. now and then we've just got to shake it off and have a bit of fun. Yeah. And Mitch has only, Mitch has only got like two or three episodes left. I've only so. got a little bit to go. And if you have a look back through, like, what are your favorite moments of all time when people send messages in, it's never shuttlecock uh, shit paper and well, stuff. Yeah, it's never. I love the way you dissected that scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's always the random shit yeah. that pops up. Now I found a program which I told you last night mm. that can transcribe podcasts. So maybe we can transcribe all the stuff and find the good and shit. Find some stuff. Yeah, yeah that'd be amazing. Because mm. I like you know do the work that we just never did along the way. Yeah, and put together. <laughs> I guess it's. I've got certain clips that I cut out. Yeah. Of the podcast that will never see the light of day because. Mm. It's just Why you. Why have you kept them? <laughs> just in case. Don't do that. Or in case you need to blackmail them. <laughs> the thing is, you just you never know when it, society might change. It might be acceptable to talk about the way think talk about things the way you talk about them. Sometimes, like last week, you're like, "What did I do that was wrong?" And I gave you two words to remind you, and you're like, "Oh yes, yeah, oh yes." Well, yeah, but by the same token, like that was a dark joke. It was the week before was even darker. What did I do the week before? <laughs> How can I say it? Just say, crash. Oh yeah Not good No th- look The week before was worse than last <laughs> that week That deserved a last, beep Last week I was referencing something from 40 something Like 40 plus years ago It's no better now than it was when it happened I you think to make it's jokes okay about now it. No it's not I think it's alright Is it okay to make jokes about World War 2? Yes Oh okay Some of them Moving on swiftly <laughs> Not all of the, not not all elements. It's not all aspects of it. No, um, Monty can't buy me love. You said to me off the air that you didn't. Oh, by the way, listeners, I'm mm. really not well at the moment. I sh- I'll be fine. I'll get. will get through. I'll get through it. Um, yeah, Monty can't Monty can't buy me love. You said you didn't really enjoy. It. Well, there's wasn't much to talk that, about. I, yeah. I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I said that. Yeah. Um, I've read a lot of hate about this episode. They really don't like, particularly the third act. They'd hate the fact of how ridiculous it is that he goes and gets Loch Ness monster and brings it back, and mm. we get the King Kong parody. And I actually well, like the King Kong parody. Yeah. Um. I so. My process has evolved over the years of doing this podcast. More often than not of late, I've not taken very many notes, um, partially because of time. I've just gotten a bit busier and I, I watch episodes on the go. I watch them in lunch breaks and stuff like that and I don't always have my laptop. But this time around, I actually was at home and I had the laptop ready. I was like, right, take some notes, make sure that I've got talking points and we're all ready to go. Hmm. 
And at about the 15-minute mark, I looked down at my notepad and it was empty. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> much. I was like, that's just... It's been fine. It's been enjoyable. Uh, it's been light fun, but I've got nothing to but pull apart. He wants everyone to love him, and he mm. goes to Homer for advice. That's Richard pretty much Branson it. parody. Yeah, you know Arthur um, Fortune. Arthur Fortune coming in, and little bits along the way. Like I enjoyed Burns kind of playing against type. Um, some elements within the episode are problematic around the greater history of the show. Like Mr. Burns is in the Simpsons house and suddenly Lisa's trying to like, well, if you want people to like you, it's like, no, Lisa knows that he's evil. So yeah, he, that, he built the recycling factory by killing animals. Yeah. So that advice should have been A little coming. less a slurry, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Also, last week they managed to not do it, but this week we're back to the homophobic gags again. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, it's so often. It's it really so often. Is. It's, it's so like, often now. It's, like, it's, it's, it's not funny anymore. It's, it's legitimately just like, like the season had at, a 12-year-old in the writer's yeah, room. At least every second and week. Every week. The only thing you pitched was, what if someone's gay? Yeah. yeah. And I, I get it. Product of his time. But still, we're watching it now. Like when he goes, queer, queer. I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. But I suppose at the time, that's what Howard Stern would do. Well, yeah, that was like the only thing where I was like, "Can I give this as pass mark?" Is that I've not, I've seen private parts. That's about as much as yeah. I know of Howard Stern. Um, I used to listen to him quite a bit. Okay, when I first got into radio. Yeah, it's pretty much okay. This is what you can't get away with in Australia. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, so he's juvenile yeah. and that sort of thing. So I was like, "What?" Well, yeah, but it's still just it's so on the nose now to to be watching this and even the lesbian gladiators. And, the fact that they're lesbian gladiators and. Drawn as stereotypically yeah. lesbian mullets, yeah. yeah, like that. You know, you can't possibly be pretty and be a lesbian, or you can't possibly just be normal looking mm. and be a lesbian. It's um, just confronting watching it, yeah, in 2020. And, and to contrast that with March Lumberjill, which we um, mm. are reviewing shortly, really fun hundred dollar one, yeah, has gay like has gay representation in there as well. But it's not it's, it's not the joke. It's it, just it, she's I mean, gay. A, it's not the joke, and yeah, she's just drawn like a normal woman. Yeah, like muscly because she or. You know, pretty well built because she's a lumberjill. But aside from that, there's that like it's never made fun of, it's never made light of. She just is who she is. I mean, Um, they do kind of play up that Homer thinks that she's gonna, Homer's gonna fall in love with her. mm -hmm. They're in a relationship. There's, it's kind of there. There's a jealousy aspect of it though, but it's also not. He thinks Marge is turning lesbian. The the not that she's turning lesbian. The fact that she's gonna leave him by turning lesbian. There's a key point in there though, not to. Not to dissect that. We're going to be reviewing that much. one, by the way. Yeah. The reason we watch is because the, yeah. the, the key point in that episode, and for people that might not have seen it, is when she's like, "No, I'm married," and there's that thing of like, "Yeah, no, she's a lesbian. That's she's not going to be attracted to every woman." That's like that that kind of typical thing of like, "Oh, you gay? Oh, I, well, yeah. I don't want to be in the showers with uh, someone." It's yeah. like, why? He's not going to be you, just because he's gay. He's like, I'm not attracted to every woman on the planet. No, yeah. aren't you? No, there's like three that <laughs> didn't make the cut. <laughs> is Indy one of them? No, I love Indy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever looked into her eyes? I did think Michael McKean was good as Jerry Rude, though. Speaking of Better Call Saul, he played Jerry Rude. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. You can actually tell it's his voice when you think about it now, can't yeah, you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of Better Call Saul, off air, but yeah. Oh, where are we off air? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I forget. I'm so unwell. I just don't remember what we spoke about. But um, yeah, I can't wait to get into that. Everyone else would have just been... What? What got cut out? <laughs> what did Mitch say about Bob Odenkirk that had to be beeped? Uh, I'm sure you'll say something this episode. It's a, it's a recurring thing now. You have to say something that I've got to beep out. I mean, it's easy when you just tell me to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, just, just let, it, let it come naturally. Okay. <laughs> the people want to pay more money to hear what they are. Uh, but I feel like if I let them hear it... Name of Dando's sex tape, by the way. <laughs> Haven't I told them that already? No. Nicholas is much better than mine. Name of your follow-up sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what did you think, by the way? So I mentioned at the start, the whole um, third act gets a lot of shit canning because mm. they, they're, they're trying to get the whole millionaires, they're called thrillionaires, where millionaires go and do thrilling things. That's what the, the crux yep. of the story was. So they wanted Burns to go do something wacky. He went and got the Loch Ness Monster. People were just like, that's so absurd that I just can't buy into it anymore. It didn't bother me. <laughs> no, I thought... I think by this point, I just don't care. Well, A, I don't care, but also the absurdity of him doing that is what needs to happen for it to work. Like, hmm. if you're trying to parody millionaires, billionaires, whatever, doing crazy, crazy things... And it's a cartoon. And you just do something that you were like, oh, yeah, I could see someone doing that in real life, then the joke doesn't work. Yeah. Like, it needs to be something that can't happen. Um, Fun fact, Nessie was originally going to be green, but the animators overseas drew a purple by accident. Ah, or him, him so her. Yeah. yeah, it does look very strange. Yeah. Um, I guess back in the 90s, it could have been about... I don't know, Burns Goes to the Moon or something like that. Um, Already had Homer going into space, though, I guess. Yeah, but like as a tourist type thing, Burns starts running things and then yeah. that could have then run into another reason why the Simpsons have predicted the future. Yeah. But it would have been far out there enough back then. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think overall, yeah, like it kind of... I did like... When they the- can't do King Kong because no, they've already done the parody of that. In a horror in episode. In a horror episode. So, what's the next best thing? Go find a mythical beast. Yeah, I did like the uh, the scene where they go to Scotland um, to mm. look for Nessie and the seeing, Willie seeing his parents and Homer playing the pinball and things like that. Yeah. I thought was, they, they did a, for what they had, they worked it well, Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, Frank being scared by the giant frog or the small frog <laughs> on his foot. Yeah. What is it? The, um, the frog exaggerator. The exaggerator. <laughs> yes. What was your favourite moment? Uh... I think it was the the reveal of Homer playing pinball. It was pretty funny, and wasn't the it? fact that he hadn't taken off the diving suit yeah. to play the pinball. It's a very <laughs> yeah. funny image. I liked his obliviousness when he said to Burns, "If it doesn't go well, here's some jokes about white people. How white people are different from black people. <laughs> like, white people have names like Lenny. Black people have names like Carl. It's just so ridiculous. I just loved how dumb he was by mm. that. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it still it fit his character though. It, it feels mm. like something Homer would say. Yeah. From this day forward, your name shall be. What do we got, Mitch? Um, there's a few that have come through that are pretty good. Uh, Andy mm-hmm. Gengler, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but all the S's were dollar signs. That's not I, bad, I yeah. kind of appreciated the visual of that. Similar Would've... to the Springfield of Howell and to stop worrying about legalized gambling, a really long one. Mm. Yeah. Kenneth Rice with You Can't Make Friends with Monsters. Singing was my own idea. It's got to be silly like that, yeah. David Nayer, Lock and Load. There was a few Lock. Uh, we had uh, Lock Stock and One Farting Billionaire from Ollie Duxbury. <laughs> not bad. Which I think <laughs> might have to. Uh, might have to be the victor for the this winner? week. Uh, okay. Talia Enriquez with a Nessie saved is a Nessie earned. That works. I'll, I'll, I'll give that. Kieran Love, obviously not a fan of the episode. Very unnecessary. Or is he saying it was unnecessary to go get Loch Ness Monster? Either way. Yeah. Yeah. What um, was your name, by the way? Uh, I went, uh, let's think of it now, The Last Tycoon of Scotland. Mm, not bad at all. I um, remind you guys, if you want to contribute to the patron mailbag and the patron new names and everything that's patron-related, just got to go to patreon.com slash forefinger discount. We not only get access to the Facebook group, we get to banter with Mitch and myself on a maybe bi-daily basis. You don't go in there as often as you used to. I go in there when... Uh, if people tag you and stuff or whatever. I reply yeah, quite, yeah, quite yeah. frequently. If you, want to, if you want to banter with us on Facebook, yeah, patreon.com slash forefinger discount. You get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Mitch and I, we do a future podcast. We've got a Seinfeld podcast. Uh, we're going on now doing Simpsons audio commentary. He's going back to the start and so much more. So patreon.com slash forefinger discount. Now let's get into the trivia. Next question. You there, eating the paste. You go first. Uh, what was the appraised value of Moe's beer, ta- uh, beer tap after? After 
Was it fifteen dollars? Uh, was fifteen dollars? Fifteen dollars, yeah. Was it between ten to 15, ten to twenty grand or something? Something like that. Yeah. I think yeah, it was about twenty grand. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> but it's funny though because that show, Antique Roadshow, was like really popular for a brief period in time when we were in high school. It used to be on the afternoons, like five to, like before yeah. the news, five thirty to six or whatever. Yeah, late high school, like mid two thousands. I have a lot of memories yeah. of walking in my dad just watching it because the news was coming up. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, my first question is, what was the name of the clown that was giving home a wine? At oh, the launch? what was that? Um. It was a fun name. Really yeah. good name for a clown. A, a yummy name. Delicious. <sighs> slippery. Slippery. They can be slippery. Can be slippery. Grapes? No. <laughs> Two minutes. Noodles. Noodles. Thank you. Um, what was the name of the store where you want to buy your buttons? Was it Dick's Buttons? It was, Dick's indeed. Buttons. Man, two for two. I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> My second question is, what number Mega Store was the Springfield one? Oh, what number? Fiftieth, hundred and twelfth. Okay. Very rich man is Arthur Fortune. It certainly is. What's actually. the Australian equivalent of Arthur Fortune? Do we uh, have a billionaire that everyone loves? No, no, we don't, do we? <laughs> Got billionaires that people dislike. What, what's the? Like there's Jenna Reinhardt, but she's not exactly flamboyant. Is Richard Branson's the closest thing to this? Where people, not that they like Richard Branson, but they don't dislike him. Either. Oh, Dick Smith. Oh, yeah, Dick Smith, yeah. He's, I don't know, I don't know his actual net worth, but like in terms of a rich person that everyone got on board with, Dick you, Smith. You want, you want to go on the Dick Smith bandwagon and buy his Vegemite? Yeah, particularly when he was hot air ballooning around around the world and that sort of thing. What and about that guy that tried to prove the world was flat in the homemade rocket this week? Oh, I that? didn't catch that news. Yeah, it's some, he's, he's crazy. His name is like Mad Mike or something like that, yeah. like a, a crazy name, and he built this homemade rocket to shoot up into the air to prove that. <laughs> if he went up high enough, he could prove the earth was flat. And the parachute came off as soon as the rocket took off, and there's film, and the rocket just goes up and comes straight back down, and just boom, explodes. Was Mad Mike on the rocket? He, was, he died. He was in the rocket. Yeah. Oh, Mike shoots him like 500 feet into the air or 5,000 feet into the air, or whatever. Shoots straight up, and within 20 seconds, the guy's dead. Just goes straight up and straight down because the parachute came off. Well, don't try and prove the earth is flat, people. I mean, to paraphrase Bill Hicks, no. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's just. Uh, is that getting beeped? Or not quite. Uh, it's probably it's it's been beefed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next question from you. Or was that your? No, you haven't said your third one yet. No, I haven't. Um, I'm very hastily trying to find a third. So when one you said you had questions speak. prepared. <laughs> no, no, the questions were part of the other things where I was like, okay, what's some interesting stuff that'll happen in this episode that I can use as trivia questions, and it just did not come about. Uh, what was the name of the pinball machine? I know that you're a fan of your pinball. That's my final question. Uh, Flipper frenzy. Flipper frenzy. Yeah. Right Shit name. Simpsons usually come out better with that. Should have been Loch Ness related in my opinion. I guess Flipper. Yeah, Flipper's Flippers. In there. Yeah. I feel like Simpsons could have done better. Maybe not it's Season a 10 Simpsons. It's a, safe, a believable name for a pinball machine though. Yeah, 100% is, yeah. And I mean, pinballs have, like, do you call them Flippers? They call Flippers, yeah. yeah. And Loch Ness has Flippers. Yeah. Shut works. up, Dando, you dickhead. <laughs> Guy and I were just explaining on the audio commentary just recorded how good the word dickhead is. Mm. It's, don't you think it's a fun word to say? It's all, the way, all about how you pronounce it. Hmm. You dickhead. It's not too, it's not so offensive where if you called me a dickhead, I wouldn't be offended by it. But it's still a put down. Yeah. Is there like could anyone deliver it in a way that would be offensive? I guess the context. I reckon if you if you go, Oh you dickhead. Yeah. A bit of a chuckle. Kind yeah. of fun. But if you take off the ya, it becomes a lot worse. So like You dickhead. Not even that, no. Say say you've given me something, whatever yeah. it might be. I, you make me a coffee. A, size, a shirt that's two sizes too small. Yeah. And you put that across the table and I just look at you. Dickhead. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my. I feel, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, 
that it's amazing how you take away that little qualifying noise yeah. and suddenly, oh, yeah, <laughs> what he's actually done? angry. <laughs> um, anyway, enough about the word dickhead. So uh, let's get into the patron mailbag. It's the patron mailbag time. This week's patron mailbag is brought to you by our $20 patrons. We have Jordan Ritchie, David Harrington, Christopher Darby, and David Nayer. Thank you, guys. Also, shout-outs to our new $5 plus patrons. We have Sean Sowash, Austin, and Sean. And also, thank you to Marin Waldron and Sam Mayhew for upgrading your subscriptions from $5 to $8. And also, a massive thank you to Michael Bernstein for being this month's $100 patron, which means Michael gets to choose a particular episode of The Simpsons that we haven't reviewed yet. He gets to choose it, and we will make sure we get it done in the next month. It can be any episode from the upcoming 20 or so seasons. So, thank you guys for being patrons. Don't forget, if you want to get access to a bunch of exclusive content, uh, be a part of the Four Finger Discount group, you get the Talking Sign podcast, Tales of Futurama, Simpsons audio commentaries, and all these bonus Simpsons podcasts, and much, much more. You just got to be a patron at patreon.com slash four finger discount. Now, first question comes from Sam Fox. How much have you ever won slash lost in a casino? Funny story. Ooh, so one time, yeah, okay, Nicola good. and I don't play very often at a casino. Not, mm. not big gamblers. We love playing the more chili pokey machine. More chili! More chili! As soon as we get more chili, that's it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's just so fun to say more chilly. But I remember I may have explained this on the podcast before. We're in Queensland at that Star Casino near mm. Surface Paradise. Oh yeah, another one. And um, we played Keen. Nicholas playing Keno while I was playing like blackjack or something with Phil. Hard gamblers. And we take the um, Nicola takes her receipt to the. She wasn't really following the Keno screen. She took it to the thing, and the woman goes, 40? Wow." And she, Nicola goes, "Dollars? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> you were startled." But she, she banged her head. She was Nic- like... Nicola just belted her hand on the <laughs> fucking bowels of the Titanic. <laughs> she, uh, she was like, dollars? And everyone was like, yeah. She's like, wow. I was just like, we're so poor <laughs> that Nicola just couldn't believe that she won $40. It was so great to her. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. But that's I, the most um, um, I've ever won in a casino. I've seen someone win 3000 Yeah. That was my nan. Yeah. Nice. And she, no, but she won that at the um, the Norlane Hotel. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Good on her. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, no, I mean, everyone has a hard luck story. I won't tell that. I um, Most recently when I went to the casino, um, uh, my mate won like a couple hundred bucks real quick on a couple card games, just like, you know, against the house type things. And then we went down to the poker room. Um, he fronted me a hundred. Uh, I had 300 on me. He's like, take a hundred of mine. We'll both buy in 400 bucks. Which and game then- was it? Sorry. Uh, Texas Hold'em Texas Hold'em yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, it's like, and then split the winnings yeah. It was like Whatever we walk off We'll, we'll go 50-50 But then it's you like, win It's like I don't want to split it <laughs> No but I was like Well that's a fair deal yeah, yeah. Um, He did give you money Yeah And I mean I could have played with the three But in any case um, So we're messaging each other Throughout And giving some updates I'm up Huge I had three Hands that were I had like Quad eights And then I had Three of a kind And then I had um, A two pair But in each scenario I just I got paid off massively. Like, I it just there was money everywhere on the table. Um, was it just Bill Burr in Breaking Bad laying down the money? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so, I was laying... Uh, I'm messaging him, and he was up a couple hundred as well. So, um, different tables. Yeah, different okay, tables. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was probably up like eight, nine hundred So, you don't point. want to compete against each other, yeah. No. Um, so, um, and we had to go to dinner anyway. So, I was like, hey, man, um, how you, how you traveling? He's like, yeah, I'm up too. I'm like, all right, get out now. I was like... If you, I didn't want to tell him how much because I didn't want him to then think, oh, happy days, and then do something stupid. So it's like, if you leave now, we're going to have a really, really good night when we go out for dinner. So just back away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, he's like, yeah, a couple more hands. Oh, and no. And then he walks over to me very sheepishly after I've cashed out. And he's like, yeah, I had nothing left. He'd lost. He had 200 up. He was 200 up, two hands. He crashed, lost everything. Um, you obviously thought you won a lot. Uh, no, how much, he, he how much did no you win? Oh, I was like uh, 900 bucks or that's no a, more. That's I, a big win. I think, sorry, I was up that much. I pulled off like 13 or 1400 bucks from the table after buying wow. it for 400. So we were st- overall, we were still up. I walked out and I was like, oh, that's fine. I got 200 bucks more than what I started with. Would have only been 100 bucks days. extra in your pocket anyway. Yeah. I know because you would have had the original 400 plus 200 up. So well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I won a few hundred, but it was more that thing of like, you greedy bastard. I fucking told you. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> could have been. Had he, with what he'd bought in for, we would have been six, six seven hundred bucks up each, yeah. not including what we bought in. We would have been off to the races. That's a lot of souvlaki's oh, on the way home. Well, and, yeah, yeah, we're going to the restaurant. I'm like, yeah, I understand how much Coke you just said goodbye yeah, to. Exactly. One dollar bills. Imagine one dollar bills you could have for that. Oh, six hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. All right, before we get ourselves into more trouble and there's more beeping, Noah Daniel says, what's the craziest bet stipulation you've ever made? Betting against the Hawks? Best betting against the Cats in that game. We had to eat all the cheeseburgers. Yeah, that wasn't... That's not so much a stipulation. Nah. That was just the result. The um, stipulation wasn't very good for you, though. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon you got six burgers in and the bread just destroyed you. Oh, you couldn't so do it, much. could you? No. I mean, I define inside, I was just like laughing so hard. I still remember the guy behind the counter, like 17 cheeseburgers. <laughs> really? I think it was 18. Anyway, I remember you had genuine sweats. Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> was in pain. Not a professional leader. <laughs> I mean, you didn't look that uncomfortable when you were bungee jumping. No, I probably wasn't. No. No. Um, that's because when I was bungee jumping, all the blood rushes to your head. So, I was feeling very full at the other yeah. end when I was eating the hamburgers. <laughs> it was weighing me down. How am I going to process all this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Georgia Catherine says, uh, if you could find one mythological creature slash fairy tale story creature in real life to have as a pet or, to, uh, or put on a show, mm. what would it be? Harry from Harry and the Hendersons? Like but, but actually Harry. Yeah, but, but have the personality of Harry. But it can only end if you yell at him. Like, <laughs> Go! It, at the end of it, you need to sacrifice your own soul I don't think to I save do his. It. I don't think I can do it. We never loved you! Oh. Go! Get, rem, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Harry and the Hendersons, because I need to be reminded, otherwise I'll feel bad for the rest of the night. <laughs> he does get a family, right? He meets another Bigfoot at the end, doesn't he? I don't know. To be honest, I've never seen it. Um, I'm pretty sure I, he I finds only... another Bigfoot and waves back with a big smile on his face. I, they couldn't possibly end it with John Lithgow saying, go I've, away, we don't love you, never I've come back. I've legitimately only seen it because of 30 Rock. And You've never watched the movie? No, and in 30 Rock, they play enough of the movie. They've like, you know, they're watching the movie within the TV show th- that it was it was enough for me to understand. And even that was enough to break my heart, even without the setup, because I could, I could see the movie in my head as to yeah. what had happened to lead to that point. There's a scene... I don't know whether you would have seen it then where he's watching TV and he's in hysterics of laughter. Harry, have you seen that moment? No. That is worth a YouTube visit. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. He's just just so happy. I want to watch the movie. Yeah, it's really... Just, it's yeah, not, probably it's not a great list. movie, but it was, it was fun when I was a kid. I think yeah. it'd be a good Sunday afternoon, rainy day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? Which mythological creature? <sighs> the, the, the giant cat from Lara. <laughs> <laughs> As a pet. Yeah, it's just walking around on a lead. Um... No one would fuck with you. What Get him one, of those, one of those, like, uh, fucking some massive bird. It was like a, I read some book massive years bird. ago that was like, yeah, so it was set in Esperance in WA and there was like a giant fucking, you know, bird with a wingspan the size of a bus. Okay. You could fly around, have adventures. Was it like an old indigenous folk tale? I really don't know. Okay. Might have been. It might not have been. Because they have some fucking great stories. Yeah. Uh, the frog that sucked up all the water and then like 
burped it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think I burped it out. I hope they teach a lot more of those in school these days. Because there are mm. some goddamn creative shit in there. There are. Yeah, there really, really are. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they do. I yeah, mean, hopefully they so. should. Uh, and final question. We had a lot of questions come through, actually. We might do a couple more. Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? No. So jet to go out of neither do I. <laughs> I just... It's fine if you want to believe. Just don't try and convince me to believe. No, it's not. It is. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know. It's, it's a Maybe fuck- it's playing pinball in the, in the fucking hall. It's, 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 not, it's not some mythical creature at the bottom of no. the... the uh, was it Mar- um, uh, Marina's Trench, Mariana's Trench, whatever it is. The, the deep fucking trench. Yeah. And even that we've been to. If there's a Loch Ness Monster, I'm pretty sure it would have been found. You know what this episode actually made me do was go out and seek that <laughs> no- late 1990s. In a world where all animals are going extinct, I find it hard to believe that there's a secret one that's you know, bigger than a house yeah, yeah. that no one's come across. I am um, watching this episode. It led me to go out and try and find that mid to late 90s movie, The Loch Ness Monster. Mm. Do you remember it? No, and I don't it, think so. I remember it being at the start of a lot of videos I would rent from the video shop, but I could never find it. It was obviously just really low budget. And I finally found it. It took me like two days with MBN internet to download it because nobody had it. <laughs> don't do it, people. Not good. Absolutely, <laughs> 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 It's got um Becker. What's his name? Ted Dancer. Ted Dancer. Yeah, he's the main actor in it. Yeah. yeah, good for him. Yeah. It's um it's terrible. <laughs> it was like he's post Cheers pre Becker. Not a lot of good movies with Ted Danson. Getting even with Dad is the only one. Oh yeah, I remember that as well. Even that's probably not great. No, nah, not really. It's kind of like the um the Hulk Hogan nanny movie. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Nanny, it? Mr. Mum, Mr. Nanny. Was it Mr. Nanny? Was yeah, it Mr. and he was a Santa Claus one as well, wasn't he? Uh, Santa with muscles. I think it was something I like think that. It was yeah. called that. <laughs> Final question. Uh, Henrik Winterland, this would be a good one for you. What's the furthest you've ever gone to one-up somebody? I feel like you and Tom would have pushed some boundaries. About five and a half years ago, a friend of mine started a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thought, we'll see. <laughs> um, I feel like you and Tom would have some sort of battles where you try to outdo each other in a friendly way, but still that competitiveness gets, gets um, the better of you. Well, there was the time that we went out into town not wearing pants. Underwear, though. Underwear, just yeah. boxer shorts, but it was um, suit tight. Suit jacket. I feel like you can get away with that. No though. pants. Oh, I, we were nearly killed. Really? Yeah. Like we um we were embraced at McDonald's and everyone thought it was funny. People were f- posing photos and then we went for a walk past uh, Joker's on Ryrie Street. Um, the road got thing. down to that little area. The mall across from Mexican Graffiti. And oh yeah, there's like no cameras or nothing down there. No, there's not. And then uh, this car very menacingly drove past us, and then nowhere to run. Did a lap, and then it uh, came past a second time, and then people started yelling at us with a with a uh, megaphone. It's concerning when they're yelling and you don't know what they're saying, but you know they're yelling at mm. you. Well, it's also concerning when when someone's driving with a with megaphone. A megaphone. <laughs> I'm like, whatever you're up to, hey, good looking. It's not going to be good for me. And then a bottle went whizzing past my head. Oh, and there you big trouble. And then the cars. The, uh, a second car came up. They stopped, and people came out, of, like got out of the car and run? started. Oh, did we ever? Yeah. Um, Which way did you run though? Uh, well, my Towards car police station. My car was back up near McDonald's, so I just bolted back in that there. direction. Yeah. Mm. G town people. Mm. Uh, one more question. One more question. Kenny Gad, and we both do. Do you have any Vegas stories? Oh yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've mentioned my story many times before. How the, the homeless guy wanted to take Nicola for half an hour. What about you? Well, the only time that I've been in Vegas started with a really rough night where I just um, bought and then Charlie Shinton and I. And you've just never seen that much blood before. Yeah, I mm. can imagine. Yeah. Were you scared or? Uh, I, there was how, a, did, how did Charlie respond to that? Well, Charlie was actually. He was off the rails at that point. Charlie was actually really, really good about it. Okay. Um, but 
Was he there doing a show? He's just hanging. He out? put a good word in for the consulate, made sure that my visa wasn't revoked, and mm. you know, then I was able to come back. And um, you know, I still get the occasional letter from the family. Alrighty, so let's get into our review. Monty can't buy me love the chop gag. I have neither been there nor done that. Catch gag. The Simpsons rush in to form part of a circus. So it's the old school classic, mm. the circus extravaganza. I always get a kick out of seeing that yeah. one. I think it's, it's got. To, I think it's my favourite. I what's, think you always tell us. Yeah, you what's get your favourite as well? Yeah. Oh, don't give a shit. What <laughs> no. about the Monty Python foot? I feel like that got used a lot in... For nostalgia, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Got a little throwback to the comedy that's come before. And the original air date was May 2nd, 1999. So the episode kicks off with what, Mitchell? Can you remember? Uh, the appraisals of antiques, right? It was yes, straight into the antiques radio or something. Yeah. I didn't... I don't like it when they do this where they just make Lisa sluggish because they need the whole family to be sluggish. Mm. Like Lisa's usually the opposite of Bart and Lisa, uh, Bart and Homer when it comes to this. But because it worked for their story, they had her... Oh, you just you know do whatever. It's yeah. like, mm. There's a good joke in there about um, you know, when was the last time we went for a walk? We stopped those when the kids said oh, I was too fat to carry. Yeah, that's Actually, great. That's probably the beginning point here of Homer being very funny throughout this entire episode and not being a jerk. He wasn't Yeah, and he wasn't offensive in any way, wasn't no. he? Except for nice. I mean, the, the, I mean he was oblivious with the racist jokes. Well, oh, they're not even racist. He was oblivious about the fact that what he said is not it's, even a joke. Make, makes no sense, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. Um, March suggests that they go for the walk, like you said. Uh, he, March says, all right, I wrote a poem about a duck. <laughs> Do you know I what I love about is. that? Is that she was actually holding a duck card yes. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marge is giving the tour of Springfield like they've never been around the streets before. It actually happens though. If you go for a walk and don't take your phone with you, you discover things that you've never seen before. Um, like, like I walked down to, I left my phone at work the other day and hmm. walked down to the shop. And I was like, there is so much happening on this street. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Geelong's on a bay? Yeah, there's water and shit. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. North Shore. <laughs> uh, they come across the um, the mega store grand opening. And they go in, they bail on Marge, leave her uh, high this and dry. Is, this is going to be uh, where I live soon. With the new coals that's being developed. I saw the, the burger joint close near you. Yeah, it did. I can't help but feel somewhat responsible. You didn't go there at all? Like, yeah, I went there a few times, but... How are you responsible? You contributed something. Because money. I've been trying to lose weight. And I did not go there as often as I wanted to. You need a burger occasionally, though. Yeah, occasionally. You need to lose any more weight. It was probably my third choice burger, though. That really? Place. Not good? No, it was fine. It was just That's there were other places. Fuck them. <laughs> um, Homer's scratching himself on the TV. Good memories of when you used to go to Kmart and whatnot. And just, you'd see yourself on the television. You thought you were a star <laughs> when you were a little kid. <laughs> um, they even have a I shop. I that ever happened for me. Really? I used to just be taken by um, <laughs> going else? into those stores and there'd be 12 screens all... Displaying the cricket. Cricket, yeah. yeah that, was, all, that was heaven for me. Cricket on a Saturday afternoon, yeah. Even got a shoplifting department. This this uh, extravaganza, this megastore has it all. Then we get Marge and a poo. This is so much nicer than the Quickie Mart. Oh. Mm, I'm sorry, but mm, it really is. Yes, I know, but still. You can understand why you'd be sad, but it's true. This is much oh. better than the Quickie Mart. Yeah. I like though that even Marge being as nice as she is, just I'm sorry, but it is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the on the brutal honesty. Otto at the listening station. I remember doing this at Sanity. Oh yeah. Before right. you buy a CD. Yeah. Used to get the chance to listen to a couple of tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Try before you buy. You can still do that with headphones now, so it's not so much about yeah, listening yeah. to the tracks, but you know, if you want to pick up a pair of bows or whatever, then uh, yeah. you can yeah chuck them on. Not be that obnoxious guy that turns up a speaker system. Yeah. But that's a good joke as well, though. Like, all sound like Judas Priest. And walk yeah. off, and that's what he's listening to in the earphones yes. under the headphones. Um, Homer gives that money to the family. 
Then, uh, Lisa is excited by the shit movie commentary. I feel like this is something you would be excited about. Kevin Costner giving a commentary on a yeah, shit movie. Yeah, I was. The only thing about this is, like, obviously they didn't get Kevin Costner, but whoever no. they've got it was playing Hank him. Oh, it was a Hank. I mean, clearly did not have Kevin Costner in the wheelhouse. Didn't, didn't sound like him at all, did it? Didn't even attempt the accent. No. Like, Kevin's always kind of got that little bit of a... Is it mid middle America, Midwestern yeah. or something? I don't know what his accent even is. I don't know where he's from, but, like... Just something to be a little bit like him. Kind of like, is it Josh Lucas? Didn't look like him, didn't sound like him. Has Josh Lucas got the accent? Is that the accent you're trying to say? Um, maybe. Kind of like Texan? It's a little bit like Texan, yeah. but I don't know if he's from... Te- no. Where's Kevin Costner from? Google I'm, it and like, find out. I'm thinking of just that Field of Dreams yeah. kind of... He's just got like a drawl. It's got kind of a general Have you watched all-American um, drawl. Yellowstone yet? No. Okay. That's the Kevin Costner show on, on Stan. Two oh, okay. seasons. Apparently, it's fantastic. He's uh, from California. California. Okay. Uh, so, we've got here also Bart. He derails the train. This was not good at all. This was in no way funny. <laughs> no. Actually. No. Putting well, a coin on the track to derail a train and just hurt people. But he's not doing it to derail the train, though. It was flatten the coin. Yeah. But still. I mean, that's just a hobby. People do that all the time. Yeah. It's just, you know, the joke there is the fact that it's a piss-weak train. When I was a kid, I used to um, rub a 20-cent coin on the train tracks across the road from my parents' place, and it would set the bars down. Oh, really? <laughs> and they wouldn't go up until they went and fixed them. Ah. <laughs> Specifically a 20-cent coin, or that's just all you could get your hands I on was, as a kid? But it always worked with a 20-cent coin. Yeah. I guess because it had to be big enough. It's kind of like a 50-cent piece. It had to be 10 cents was too small, yeah. but it couldn't be pointy. I'm, a, I'm imagining an old like railway man wearing a hat. Like, out of here, you damn yeah. kid. My <laughs> coins. Precious anti-cans. That guy. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Arthur Fortune arrives and well, Mr. Burns arrives first. You get the cow catcher <laughs> and whatnot. It shocks everybody. Shocks some um, Flanders and they go back to it a little bit later, which I thought was great. With the, uh, the, the dollar. Potter. Yeah. Is that like... So he, later when he goes... When, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. When he catches the dollar. So this is where Arthur Fortune arrives and Burns thinks everyone's talking about him. Imagine having too much money. <laughs> it seems my problem is I've got too much money. Uh, he gives it all out to everybody. Mr. Burns' response, he's totally insane. <laughs> I feel like that's the mentality though if you've um if you've got a lot of money, seeing people give it away, you'd be like, What are you doing? Mm. I don't know, if you were if you were rich beyond rich, would you be donating money to just people for the sake of just donating money to people? Not people who need it, just giving well they yes. need it. I guess Springfield needed it. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah. I was I was reading some stats the other day about like just the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire. If you have billions. I think the the was it Jeff Bezos? Um He donated like Amazon forty million or something, didn't he? They were saying that if if someone was alive and had earned $7,000 every hour, every day, every year since the birth of Jesus, they would not have as much money as Jeff Bezos. It's crazy, like, isn't it? So, yeah, like when you've got that much money... How much does happened? he have? I bought someone coffee the other day in Bean Squeeze. That's my, that's my equivalent, <laughs> like bought for the people behind us. Um, let's look up his net worth. While you're looking that up, yeah. I, uh, I played it as cool as possible. Um, except the one thing I did that was slightly cheap, I was like... Because the food at Bean Squeeze can be quite expensive and they yeah. were tradies. So, I was like, uh, I'm going to get their coffees specifically yeah, just yeah. in case they bought like four toasties. Because no, this toast um, is like $8. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and nice. But if they were, if it was a carload of toasties, that was no going to become... good enough to cost $8. No. Uh, but, uh, no. Yeah. Um, well, we'll, we'll, dis- we'll agree to disagree on that <laughs> part. Um, but it was that, you know, like tough guys don't look at explosions as we're driving away from the drive-thru. Just like eyes on the road, eyes on the road, <laughs> eyes on the road, eyes on the road. <laughs> Uh, here, Jeff. What do you reckon he's worth? Uh, where, where, what is he worth? Is he 
600 billion or something? 600, no, not 600 billion. <laughs> 123 billion. Oh, yeah, 600 billion is ridiculous. 123 billion. That's, uh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's fucking hell. How, how? I don't know. How do you have that much money? I don't know. <laughs> I had 100 bucks in my pocket right now, and that feels like I'm carrying too much cash. His, wi- his, wife, <laughs> his wife has $41.1 billion. She got it in the divorce settlement. <laughs> Uh, what I did right here, though, and it actually plays into the episode a little bit later, I said, one dollar notes work much better when you're throwing coins out. Well, then in Australia, <laughs> we'd have to throw coins out. Yeah, that's true. Well, well we say that. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm, saying, I'm like, oh, at yeah. least they played into that. Yeah, yeah, because in Australia, you'd be throwing one dollar coins and it wouldn't be good for anybody. That's why um, Lisa Mitchell, her coin laundry song, she never sings it live anymore because people would throw dollars at her. <laughs> Is that seriously yeah, true? Yeah, people would legitimately throw one dollar coins at her. So <laughs> <laughs> she never sings it live anymore. Don't do that. No, they, they do. Well, she, well, this was back in 2013. She, she was like, yeah, I don't talk about that song anymore in the interview. I mentioned the song. She goes, yeah, can we just off the record don't mention that song because I never play it live anymore. Wow. Yeah. Too many scars. Maybe so. That's amazing. I mean, a $1 coin coming at your head from all directions. It's probably everyone powerful. else in the crowd too. Because, you know, a, few, the back, a yeah. few people in the front ro- couple rows are going to get it to the stage. Yeah. The rest of them, they're just raining it down <laughs> on the babies that are in the audience that I assume go to live music. We come back. Anyway, well, Burns watching the um, report on Arthur Fortune descri- and it describes Burns, which I thought was a great visual here where he sort of gets the big grin on his face mm. and then he realises that it's not a good thing to be like this, realises that nobody likes him except the Smithers. We come back and Homer is juggling at work and Burns comes to Homer. At first I was like, this is just too cliche that he's coming to Homer for advice. But mm. then, of course, he saw Homer up on stage with Arthur Fortune, which yeah, is why that's he a fair goes point. to him. Yep. I was like, it just seemed too obvious. Of course, he could. Well, why would he go to Homer for advice? Because he saw the way Homer looked at yeah. Arthur Fortune. Now, there's a... There's a gay joke here that's not as offensive. I want to be loved. I say, well, I'll need some beer. Like, that's just a... Um, yeah. That's a nice little double entendre. Yeah, yeah. I'm more than happy with that. And it's also not cruel. <laughs> like, So, Homer gets given the idea to go throw some silver dollars, get stuck in Lenny's head. This was very graphic, I thought. The blood coming out of his head. There's a really good line from Homer, actually, of like, you know, where you could stop... Um, uh, Being cruel, tell me more uh, Sorry, yeah, like th- that's what I'm looking for. What would make your um, sl- you and your slovenly kind look at me that way? Don't yeah. call me slovenly. That's the point I need. Tell me more, fatty. But yeah, really good back and forth. Burns never learns. Nah, it's kind. Of, it's, it, this does fit Burns's character. It's similar to when Lisa was trying to help him. Mm. Like he was nicer, but he still had the element of Mr. Burns in him. <laughs> this is a great idea, Simpson. Free silver dollars, compliments of C. Montgomery Burns. <laughs> That was a close one. Wanna go bowling? Maybe you should see a doctor about that cord in your brain. Maybe you should mind your own business. Afternoon, miss. So Burns is still annoyed that he's um, behind Adam Sandler in the most loved billionaires or whatever. So <laughs> this is one of those things where they're obviously not predicting that Adam Sandler was going to be a billionaire, but Adam Sandler would never be a billionaire, I don't no. think. Um, not even if he sold all those uncut gems. Fantastic movie. Can we just, a little shout out to uh, Lenny with the coin stuck in his head, by the way. I did mention, I said it was very graphic, yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love how politely he's like, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, afternoon, miss. <laughs> Homer suggests a donation, so he gives Homer the, the gag check, it opens up in his pocket. Uh, Burns there, he's waiting for the um for the love. This was a great time lapse mm. where the cricket start and cricket poison. Cricket poison. <laughs> it's just so great. <laughs> them coughing in the background. It's just he's still Mr. Burns at yeah. the core. It's um, also a very like Batman, 1960s Batman styled yeah. Um, joke to just have a button that's specifically for that problem that's true. and labelled. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
It was also a very Swartzwalder joke because he wrote this episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, he goes to the hospital, realizes that they gave Homer all the credit. Where are my kudos? Now, apparently Homer didn't realize that he got all the kudos, but I, I had the idea. I would love that he posed for the statue. <laughs> yeah. Well, he would have had to. <laughs> That's why I'm assuming. Like, he, he knew it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he punches the statue and he needs some morphine. Goes to see Homer over dinner. And this is where you mentioned where Lisa's willing to help Burns, mm. despite the fact that she should hate him. Yeah. It's, a, it's probably my... It's a, it's a nitpick, but it was the one bit up to this point of the episode where I was like, no. Bart then suggests go in the Jerry Rude bathroom and the bathroom bunch, which is just a Howard Stern parody. Now, Mr. Rude, I just want you to know I'm a good sport. If you want to make fun of my legendary love of cashews, <laughs> you have at it. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, how many times a day do you go to the can? Oh, about 40, I suppose. When are we going on the air? We're on the air now, Skeletor. What? Question two. How long is your wiener? Seriously. Great heavens. What kind of radiolo show is this? All right, how about this? When was your first gay experience? Oh, well, when I was six, my father took me on a picnic. That was a gay old time. Oh, I ate my share of wieners that day. Oh, that sounds lovely. Queer. Queer. Um, ever murder anybody? Murder? Well, mistakes have been made. Monty, I've heard you're a pretty flatulent guy. Any comment on that? No, no, see here. Stop that. Attention, wireless listeners. Most of the sounds you are now hearing are not being made by me. Do stop. Stop. Won't someone please stop the farting? Don't worry, folks. He's not dead. I still hear some faint sounds of life. So then Homer's mentioning how um, Arthur Fortune got two male pandas to successfully mate. Um, and Burns says he'll, do, he'll get something better. Um, the Loch Ness Monster. It's a good reveal. It's kind of like Jurassic Park flying in a helicopter mm. and Homer's here I think it's something along the lines of that was a really long helicopter flight <laughs> can I um, sorry with the Arthur Fortune bit so we won't so not Arthur Fortune with the, the Jer- what was his name Jeffrey Rude with the Howard Stern Jerry Rude yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the Howard Stern bit the farting and all that Um, I mean yeah like that that the fart machine and that sort of stuff very Howard Stern but what I really did like throughout that scene was Burns' horrified reaction at so many things. Yeah. Like the, when he asked how long his wiener is. Yeah. Good. Oh, great. Heavens. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a very... He's very innocent in that moment, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, it was very nice to see him be... Um, oh, well, I wouldn't say it was out of character austere. either. No, it's not. No. Like, it's just... He's, he's of a different time. And yeah. You don't talk about that sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like if you tried to do it now, it wouldn't work. There was... The 90s were a particular... Like, mm. like South Park was big. Kids love South Park. Like, it was a... It was a wrestling was big. It was a rude and crude era. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't feel like Howard Stern still has his followers, but maybe it's also Australian culture. I don't yeah, think I don't Howard know. Stern show would work. There's too many like my mum's generation would just never buy into that. Yeah, where my mum's my mum's people who are my mum's age in America probably would buy into the Stern thing. Mm. Yeah, possibly. I, don't know. I really don't know. It's difficult for me to comment as said because like I'm, I've listened just to never it. listened to it. Yeah. yeah. I'll never be a popular beloved billionaire like Arthur Fortune. Oh, Arthur Fortune. Oh, you know what that fabulous man just did. He gave the Springfield Zoo two male pandas and got them to mate successfully. And a stunt like that impresses people? Oh, yeah, and I'm not easily impressed. Wow, a blue car! If a couple of Chinese bamboo gobblers can win people's hearts, I'm going to bring them something that man has searched for since the dawn of time. A sober Irishman? Even rarer. That was one long helicopter ride. 
We come back and they're all now in Scotland. Willie meets his family, whatnot, as we mentioned. Homer goes into the water to find Nessie and actually plays pinball. Amazing. Like, it's a great review. You could mm. never have seen that coming. Can we, well, also, that was one long helicopter ride. Yeah, that's what I mentioned before. Yeah, it's yeah. very funny. Yeah, really oh, sorry, good. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was busy backtracking. Going back to the uh, Jerry Rude. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bert Burns here too, when we get the frog exaggerator. With a laughing stuck at the town. Fuck like three people. <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought... Willie mentioned that his father died. Because he says, my own father oh, was he? thrown into the bog when he's burying Super Dude in Who Shot Mr. Burns. Yeah, okay. Maybe he climbed out. Maybe, maybe he wasn't dead. Scott's he was built tough. In. At least you're getting a good burial. My own father was thrown into the bog or something is what mm. he says. Anyway. Their reunion. Oh, it brings a tear to your eye. <laughs> so you're back, son? Aye. I suppose you'll be leaving soon. Aye. When's the last time you went and visited your parents or your, oh. your mum or your dad? Went to their house no, well, just because recently. you want to visit them. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Um, just because you're like, I'm going to go see my mum or my dad. Fuck. We don't do it enough, do we? Well, I'm, let's not get into a value judgment about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it often, but I don't want to qualify and, and judge whether it's enough. We should do it. <laughs> the good thing is that when you have um, a kid... Generally with reasons. Like, I, come to yeah, you. I, was gonna, I went to see dad recently. That's because Nam was down. Um yeah, no, very rare with, without having a purpose. Yeah. And if they're coming to my house, so help me God, they better bring something. Yeah? Like... Food, dessert. Oh, just a story. Beer. A story. Something to entertain. Your dad's usually got some don't stories. Don't just sit down and expect that things are going to, like, you know... I don't want you to come over so we just sit in silence on the couch, <laughs> basically. I want you... Coming to my house is like doing a guest spot on Letterman. You've You've got to be vetted. And you've got to have at least three topics of conversation that we can get through. Send your text with the topics before you arrive. Yeah, that we can get through 10 minutes for before I start playing some music. (laughs) (laughs) Ashes with Indy and uh, Murphy as Paul Schaefer. Yep. (laughs) Um, Where were we up to? Anyway, so the Frog Exaggerator, Laffy's Talk of the Town, Homer's wearing a kilt, Burns orders that they drain the lake. So this is where the real supervillain Burns Mm. is now coming out um, and it floods the town. (laughs) I love the... um, what do they refer to? The uh, the lake machine. It's like a drainer. The, the, um, bah, 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 bah. I'm not too sure. I didn't look up that. The dechlorinator. The dechlorinator. And it's just a water pump. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Frank has to pump it, yeah. Uh, they find the discarded high school float, but turns out Loch Ness is a, uh, a real thing, as much as Mitch doesn't believe in it. It's on The Simpsons, so it must be true. The back and forth of Homer identifying it with the dolls. One, funny. one day they'll find Loch Ness Monster, and they'll say, the Simpsons predicted it. Uh, no, <laughs> they won't. Um, Nessie arrives... Um, just and like then, they're not going to find that cat in Lara yeah, that you were true. talking yeah. about before. You know what's great here is that they didn't show how Burns caught it. He just rubbed, lifted mm. his sleeves up and yeah. somehow captured it. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. I was, a little, I was a little worried when he swallowed me. But you, you know the rest. The only bit about that, mm. they go, you know the rest. And then Willie and Homer share like eye contact for a moment. Do they really? Yeah, it's a really bizarre cut that did not. Is it like little... they they acknowledging that they do know the rest, or it was it's, it's more they're confused? I, no, more like they're confused, hmm. and it shouldn't have been in there yeah. for that joke to work. Odd. I'll have to go back and check it out. Uh, they're back in Springfield, and this is where we get the King Kong parody. Um, except the thing here is that the monster actually likes its photo being taken. As much as I'm looking at it on Frinkyak now, and I don't see the eye contact, <laughs> but I know that it happened. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> Frinkyak goes frame by frame, so it's not very... Aha, there it is. Give me a look here. Yeah, they do. Homer's confused and Willie's sort of going, hey, hey, 
That is weird. Whereas, like, they're in on the story and then suddenly they're confused about the story. Yeah, yeah, because I was saying how amazing it was. Yeah, odd. That was very odd. Um, yeah, so we got the King Kong parody, except it's Loch, Loch Ness Monster actually wants its photo taken and Burns is the monster. You'll enrage the beast! Yeah, Burns is the beast in this. Um, <laughs> Apu here. Mr. Burns will kill us all. <laughs> uh, they get Nessie the job in Las Vegas. Now, I've watched this and I sort of thought, I wonder if they regret blowing up the Mr. Burns casino now. Which they could have used for this oh, game. to be able to come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, not that it made a difference. The, and the, if you look at the visual at the end where he's next to the, the what they call slot machines, we call them poker machines. Mm. Um, Nessie's very small now. Only the size of a yeah, slot machine. Yeah, just fits into the... Yeah. Yeah, not a giant monster anymore. Very, very odd um, scale there. The ending was a little bit off the rails. It was as about as absurd as you're going to see from The Simpsons. Like bringing Nessie... Underst- Loch Ness Monster understands what humans are saying to it. Wearing gets a, a job at a casino. Wearing, wearing a, a vest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's a bit out there, but still I thought it was fun, entertaining, and yeah, it was overall a really fun episode. Yeah, I, like, I thought it was fun and certainly have a lot less problems with this than other episodes that we've watched in this season. Yeah, definitely. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that Mr. Burns is clearly a um, study of Sun Tzu's Art of War that... Uh, what? I've, I'm going to sound silly here and have no idea what The Art is. of War. Yeah. Um, so, The Art of War was a book written by Sun Tzu, mm-hmm. who... Uh, it, it, it's, a, it, it, it's one of those things that I think it actually was written about war, but what has happened is it just sort of becomes a metaphor for a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let me let me look up an example for you before. Okay. The Art of War. It's that thing of like, know your enemy, um, that sort of thing. And the code of the schoolyard. <laughs> <laughs> We just watched Bart the General, did an audio commentary. Oh, okay. That scene is so gotcha. great. Um, <laughs> Always make fun of those different from blah, 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 <laughs> The Art of War. Give me just the 13 chapters. I Lang, don't care this much. Laying plans, waging war, <laughs> attack by strategy, tactical dispositions, use of energy, weak points and strong. Sounds like something an army, Herman would say. Variation of tactics. Okay. The army on the march, classification, classification of terrain, situational positioning, configurations of terrain. So it's how to win a war. It is. But it was specifically that one that I went out on a limb assuming that it was going to be in here and it was, thank God. Mr. Burns knew that Loch Ness Monster had an advantage with its terrain and oh. very strategically turned that advantage around. By draining the lake. Mm-hmm. And thus, <laughs> the art of war. Javale! Javale is here! Ooh. What do you got for the mailbag this week? Uh, you'll need to do that I'll on the laptop, please. Oh, right. Thank you. We'll do quick because you've got a haircut appointment coming up, don't you? I certainly do. What are you going for this time? The same? Uh, yeah. What did I say last time? Go for something different. Statement fade. Statement fade. What's that? Well, I mean, I've kind of had the faded sides for yeah, a little yeah. while, but I wanted a fade that was like, damn, when you walk in the room, like people were like, not just, hey, he's got a fade, but like, holy shit. Don't leave it. One of the Peaky Blinders is in. Don't leave it long on top and short on the sides. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, I know. No, I know. It's always I'm a blend. Don't do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's the thing. You say go for something different. I have short hair. For me to do something different you is like a haircut. <laughs> it's like an eight-month process. Alison Morgan <laughs> says here, just like hanging out with my friend. <laughs> like that's the haircuts are just yeah. Used to have a chat. Alison Morgan says comment slash Simpson story. Hey, Mitch and Dano, I haven't listened to Four Finger Discount in a while as iTunes decided to uninstall itself off my computer. Fortunately, my phone updated, so now I'm able to listen to the podcast at it again. That's Woo-hoo. a lot of backstory. Yes. Now I have four months of podcasts to catch up on. Someday I'll become a Patreon member. I'm getting around to it. Thank you, Alison. Look forward to you doing that. Okay, Alison, I've just got to let you know that four months to update your phone in 2020 
What sort of monster are you? I'm currently listening to Treehouse of Horror 9, and Mitch mentioned that if you saw Whose Line Is It Anyway live, that it would be a disappointment. Some mm-hmm. of the comedians that used to do the show now tour around the US and Canada, and I've seen them twice. You're missing out because it's amazing live. It's always Ryan Stiles, Greg Proops, Jeff Murray, and Jeff Davis. Highly recommend if they ever make it your way. I don't know if I've ever shared this before, but I love telling the story. My 80-year-old, so it's obviously my two cents, or a Simpsons mm-hmm. story, Simpsons mm-hmm. real-life story. I, my, I will just point out about the Whose Line Is It Anyway yeah. thing, that stage show versus... Filmed for TV are going to be two very different things. You can say a lot more on a stage show as well. Yeah, and also they're, they're going to have a different vibe. Whereas no commercial for, breaks. Film, yeah, film for TV is going to be chopped up and, and it would not be the same experience. Yeah. And that was more the point that I was getting across, that being in the audience would be nowhere near the experience that you had while watching it. I think what you were saying is that you said there'll be a lot of shit that doesn't make it to TV yeah. in the sense that there'll be a lot of bad improv that they do. Yeah. Maybe I think Alison's saying that they don't improvise terribly. Yeah, but I'm also kind of reluctant to believe that they're truly improvising when they're doing a massively tour thing like that. Like they've they've got material. Yeah. My 80-year-old Nana has never watched an episode of The Simpsons. That's believable. However, when I I went out to see her a few years ago, she told me she was on an episode of The Simpsons which stopped me dead in my tracks. Uh, When I asked how she brought up the episode, Bart gets... When I asked how, she brought up the episode Bart gets famous when Martin corrects Bart by saying that the credit roll says Betty Symington. That would be my nana's actual name. Oh, She's wow. quite proud of it. I'm sure one of my cousins told her, and now she will tell anyone that will listen to her. That's pretty Cheers, amazing. guys, and thanks for the, for the podcast, Alison Morgan. Yeah, well, shout out to Betty. Yeah. I think we had a, a patron right in this week saying that in the latest episode that their name got mentioned name as well, was... or their town got mentioned maybe. There was one of each. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty... I mean, I would get a kick out of that. The town getting mentioned is not quite the same. There's more chance of a Mitch Grinter than a Brendan Dander. Brendan Dander is just never getting mentioned. Mitch Grinter, maybe? Yeah, I doubt it. Anyway. Just, here. just Grinter. It's not a very popular name. Question here that must be answered before Mitch leaves. Luckily, we're doing oh, it right now. Okay. From Nicholas Fay. Hey, guys. I was wondering if you guys remember the competition for a fan to design a couch gag for The Simpsons. I can recall this happening a few years ago, but can't remember if they ended up releasing the winners. I'm sure I could Google this, but can't someone else do it? I genuinely panicked and thought, is that something that we, we did? We did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show. I always go mountain bike riding and listen to you boys. Cheers. Um, cheers, Nicholas, for writing in. He's a teacher at a Catholic college. Um, so I don't remember that, but I do remember a guy who I'm now friends with. His name's Ivan. He designed the pixel catch gag that got used on the Simpsons. Have you seen that one? I have. Yeah. yeah that's very Melbourne cool. Melbourne based. That's mm. a fantastic one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my claim to fame. I know the guy that designed that one. Yeah. Okay. Good. That um, doesn't answer the question, but I also no, don't remember it, but I... I remember the, um, the, the real life house that always ended in yeah. shambles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my biggest thing with competitions is I, I'm very defeatist, so I don't pay much attention to them. Like, I'm not going to win that. So, I just... Yeah. I, I tune them out. Uh, Ryan Foster says, question, get rid of Mitch. That's not a question, Ryan. Hello, Dando. Can you remove Mitch from the show? He is such a pompous wanker and makes me want to stop listening sometimes. Thanks. Fosty. <laughs> <laughs> legit, that's what it says. Legit, <laughs> legit what it says. Uh. Question, get rid of Mitch. <laughs> Ryan Foster. <laughs> Oh, all right. You got your wish. This is what happens when you don't proofread the book. I just read that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be good. <laughs> you know, Ryan, I hate to have to point out that there's a typo in your subject line. It says, get rid, get get rid, rid of if, if Mitch. Mitch yeah. So, I mean, unless you're, writing, like, unless you're writing computer code, like, you know, if this, then that, um, get rid of your spell check program before you worry about other people's problems, mate. 
okay. From Guy Incognito, <laughs> says Oakley Doakley. He'll be God before I am. <laughs> Went to the Oakley Doakley concert in Brisbane this week, adding two Simpsons shirts to my already unhealthy amount in the process. The living Neds wearing sweaters all night with several layers beneath in bajillion degree weather aside, I was most impressed with the ability to seamlessly jump from Ned Flanders' voice to heavy metal vocals without missing a beat. What are your favourite abrupt changes in tone in a song or movie or any other pop culture? Good Lord. What a question. Yeah. Um, yeah, left field, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the chord change in a song? I mean, um, Tarantino, from Dusk Till Dawn, goes from being like a crime caper movie to vampire movie like that. Mm. Very cool. Um, what about the start of Pulp Fiction where she just stands up and says, oh, you motherfuckers. Like, yeah. like, they're having a calm yeah. conversation. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And then just it ex- like rage yeah. explodes. And yeah. then cue with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, music. Uh, in a song or movie. Really awesome chord change in music. Um, oh, what was I listening to today? I, I was listening to PBS radio. Because um, I, long story, but um, I've been driving someone else's car while my car's in for repairs and I, it doesn't have Bluetooth or anything like that. So yeah, I've had rear to, ending, getting yeah. fixed. So I've had to listen to normal radio and oh my God, I hate radio these days because it's just every station plays the same music the that same. they've been playing for the last 20 years. Mm. And, um, so I started scanning the dial and I came across community radio, which you can fucking guarantee will play music you've never heard before. Um, and there was a really, really cool song that started with like what sounded like a middle-aged woman doing really unenthusiastic rap and then it segued into lounge music and I don't know what any of it was, but I was transfixed. Okay. What about 1998, Ghetto Superstar? It goes from like a hip-hop rap mm. to Ghetto Superstar and then just cuts straight back into a dude rapping again. They're too, the, yeah, the chorus okay. is very yeah. different yeah, from right. the verses. I only know that from the Weird Al, Yank- like Weird Al Yankovic included oh, right. in a polka. You don't know the Ghetto original. Superstar. Well, actually, that is what you yeah. are. It's actually a take on Island in the Stream by Dolly, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, I think. Mm, okay. Mm. Um, and, oh, actually, I'll tell you one more really good one is, um, what the fuck's it called? Kevin Smith directed... Um, Chasing Amy? No. Um, it's about Red State. Okay. Um, Red State is one very particular movie for quite a long portion of it and then it pulls a very un-Kevin Smith U-turn and becomes something entirely different in the last little bit um, Full Metal Jacket Cloverfield Lane I'll give you that as, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll throw that one in there as well Full Metal Jacket changes gears yeah it does massively yeah. there's, there's a few it's like two films in one mm. anyway. Good, go ahead. great question thank you guys think of a lot of different things yeah <laughs> I don't know if it's pompous wanker it's probably not the most interesting <laughs> answer I've ever given but yeah fuck that guy <laughs> He's sitting there going, excellent. Don't be I've, sending shit to a joint inbox got to going, hey, Dando. Yeah. Well, sometimes they say, hey, Mitch, hey, Dando, but I didn't expect it to be that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be, why are you getting rid of Mitch? Like, I had a question mark, getting rid of Mitch. That's mm. what I'm like. Yeah, anyway. Oh, sorry, well. sorry about that. Anyway, enjoy the show in the next couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> should we do one more while we're doing it? I've got plenty of questions. What time is it? Uh, maybe you should go 6.38. One more. One more. All righty. Just because I love you. <laughs> All but one of you. Laura Elliott says here, Simpsons Bible Stories fun fact. Um, just finished listening to your review of Simpsons Bible Stories. Well done on making a fun podcast episode with so little to work with. I have a little fact about the episode that I learned from what, first watching it and made me appreciate the David and Goliath segment a little bit more. Hopefully, you enjoy it too. Quick story. Back in the mid-2000s, Nancy Cartwright came to Melbourne and did a live talk session at the Astor Theatre. She was there oh, to... Oh, nice. Pro- yeah, that would have been Love good. Love the Astor. She was there to... It's a very pompous her- venue. Yeah. <laughs> 
her autobiography and there was a Q&A session at the end. I got to ask her a question covered in much nervousness, sweat as mo. And I asked her, which episode, if any, did she find the most challenging as a voice artist? She said it was the David and Goliath episode as she played all three main characters, David, Goliath and Ralph. Mm, of course, yeah. My memory is a bit rusty here in the fact that I can't remember if she said she had to do, had to just do the read through. Had to do it <laughs> this is the only way that Nancy can work. Yeah, exactly. Also, the recording of the episode, but she talked about how challenging it was to go from one voice to the other straight away and was mentally exhausted by the end of it. Mm. I loved hearing her talk and uh, even got her to say my name in Ralph's voice as I spoke to her one-on-one after the show. Cue high-pitched squeals and a fanboy moment. I hope you enjoyed this very little tidbit. Cool. Keep up the brilliant work, Dando and Mitch. A sincere thank you for your brilliant innings with Four Finger Discount. Thank, thank you very much. There you go. Oh, Laura appreciates you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just... just. You know, you hit me over the head and then you send me off with a pat on the back. Um, Finally, by the way, next week. Oh, yeah. Next week, they save Lisa's brain. (laughs) Finally, next week. Nancy Cartwright uh, is on Cameo. So, if anyone else would like a shout out from Nancy in Ralph's voice or Bart's voice, you can pay her a couple hundred bucks and she will do so. She's on what? Cameo. Are you not aware of Cameo? Yeah, no, I know what it is. Wow. I know Flavor Flay's on there too, I think. (laughs) Um, Can I show you? She must be... Not that hard up. Maybe she just enjoys doing it. Well, but that's the thing. But wh- why not make extra money? It does intrigue me. Like she wants to buy some useless shit. I'll just do some voices. People will pay me to buy a new car. So there's a few that are very, very funny in that. Like some people are on Cameo for two bucks. I'm like, what could possibly be worth it? Worth the, the money. Like how many? You can't be getting that many messages if you're only worth two bucks. Yeah. Um, By the way, if you want to be a $2 plus patron. <laughs> uh, that... Jeez, that cuts close to the bone. Um, but Billy Zane's cameo intro. It's like, I, I showed this to Ash and she was like, is he aware that he posted this? That, like, this is take one? Because what he does, he gives a little intro. So for his main page. I'll play this for you so yeah. you can react to it. And then he tries to take his glasses off and do that like serious actor pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but he loses track of where the arm of his glasses is. Oh, no. What are you doing? <laughs> He's, he left it. What? Do another take. It's the funniest thing you'll ever Maybe, see. Maybe no, he didn't mean to do that. That was like I need to do something with this. You can book Billy for five hundred dollars. Typically responds in seven days. And this is he's one of the big guests at that Supernova Geek Festival. Yeah, right. <laughs> Another really good one on there was Peter Weller, um, who was walking around. He was like equal parts desperate to show someone who was apparently a big fan who's wishing him a happy birthday, desperate to show him that he's up to other things. He's like, I'm a director now. This is what I do, and he's like panning the camera around just a parking lot basically with yeah, a couple yeah. trailers and that but but so like that's foot in that camp but then at the same time he keeps referring to himself as your old pal Robocop <laughs> <laughs> that's all he's got <laughs> it's, um, this is your friend Robocop telling you stay out of trouble apparently William Shatner's coming to Melbourne for a new convention dressed as Captain Kirk for a photo oh tremendous that would be incredible <laughs> I, I hope he's dressed that way for the entire flight it's funny because he did this promo for it on the morning news and he obviously has no idea what the convention's called he's like mm. yeah I'm coming in uh, July for this uh, this convention it's going to be right. a, a very Don- good convention Donald Trump uh, just did a promo in a country and he didn't yeah. know what that was called <laughs> so that's fine um, so there's only two more episodes of the show left now by there the way. are yeah, they saved Lisa's brain then 30 minutes over Tokyo. Two more episodes of the show left for me. Yes, and then yes. you're out of here, but you'll come back occasionally. I'll be back yeah. Right. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, anyway. Just whenever you guys find something fancy enough Worth for me it. to talk about. Yes. We need a bit more pompous. I could not be less aspect. pompous. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay, we're, we're towards the end of the show. If ever there is a, a time to, like, reveal truths. I don't think that. No, I know. It's been an act for five years, guys. <laughs> would, would, would I be? 
Would I be still doing the show if I didn't like you? No, exactly right. <laughs> some, some of the abuse that has come through over the years. Maybe like, do you stop, genuinely believe that that's what I'm like in my different day-to-day life? No, I don't want to be me. I'm boring as shit. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. There is nothing that I want to be doing right now more than sitting on the couch at home, maybe occasionally picking my, at my belly button to get the last little bit of lint out there, Better call sniffing Saul. it for some reason. And um, Rewatching the West Wing like I am. Yeah, or playing or PlayStation. Or just, like or just, there's n- my absolute dream would be to come home. I mean, Ash and all that sort of stuff is, is like, you know, but just to be quiet and look stare at the TV screen. So what you're saying is you hate the show? No, 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 no. I've loved the show. I've loved every minute of it. But I need to not be just me when I'm on this. Plus, the other thing is, if I'm just me, then people that I work with are getting entertainment for free. I can't have that. Any final words for the listeners? Aye.